You're listening to Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're back on Hockey Prospect Radio. Uh, this is our 2024 World Junior Championship preview. We're now going to talk about Team Canada. Now, within Canada, all three of us are Canadian. There's such a tremendous amount of hype about, obviously, this team going in, regardless of what the group looks like. From a forward group, now that they add Matthew Potro, which I think is going to be a massive advantage uh, to them. So down the middle of the ice, I think they're going to be extremely strong. Guys are going to have to get pushed to the wing. Jason, on the forward group, I think it's a group of a lot of, you know, some good two-way players. There's other than Pachua, Celebrini, there's a couple guys, Matthew, you know, Matthew you know, Savoie. There's some guys who can obviously have some dynamic ability. It just, on paper, it's not a group that really blows me away, but they can always surprise you uh, because there's some obviously considerable talent there. No doubt. I mean, they've got a kind of a, an interesting mix, don't they? Uh, Patra coming back is a huge add for them. Yeah. Uh, obviously, in, in you know, he's going to be able to play all situations, I would suggest. And they're hoping that he'll uh, contribute, obviously, on the power. I mean, he's playing on, in Boston on the power play, so you can imagine he's obviously going to play here on the power play and, and contribute. But, um, you know, Celebrini, uh, top-rated uh, prospect for the entry draft. Uh, I love the way he plays, tracks up and down the ice, 200-foot game, high-end energy, skill, rips pucks back door on the power play. Uh, great catch and release. He was arguably one of, uh, if not the best uh, player for Team Canada at the U18 Worlds last year as an underage. Um, there's some guys in the underbelly here, though, guy that I think are going to play a, a monstrous role for them. Um, you know, obviously, Fraser Minton had a cup of coffee at the NHL level to start. So looks like he's going to play the wing. Um, Ray Kopp, uh, 31 goals in the, in the Ontario Hockey League coming into the tournament. They're going to need to get some more offense from different places. He's going to have to score on the power play. Uh, Matthew Wood, he's not the guy you want transporting the puck between the blue lines necessarily, but from the hash marks down in the offensive zone, he's lethal, got a great release, big body. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. Connor Geeky, I think, is going to be the one of the guys that's going to carry the mail up front, uh, you know, as a bigger body that can score as well. So they got a, they got an interesting mix here, guys. Nate Danielson, um, was really good at Detroit Red Wing uh, training camp at, uh, in Traverse City when I was there. Um, and I think that he's capable with the uh, Eastern Cowns of the world of of doing a variety of different things. So are they as elite as the Americans or even the uh, the Swedes? I, I'm not going to say that for sure. I think they're in tough. They're going to have to out-compete their opponent. Yeah, Frazier, Cowan, and, and Danielson. I'm glad you brought them up, Jason, because I, I feel like a, a whole lot of Canada's success is going to ride on them. I think yeah. very, very important role players here that are going to make or break this team. They're going to be penalty kill specialists. They're going to be extremely important on the four check. They're going to be energy players. If Canada goes down a goal or two and then energy gets low, that's where Easton Cowan comes over the boards. That's where Nate Danielson has to have a shift where he uses his speed to his advantage. So it, it's going to be interesting if Patra and, say, Celebrini don't have a good period or shift, that that's, that's where the depth comes in and, and we're going to see how it plays out. That's where I think... I give Team Canada credit in terms of the roster. In terms, there's a bunch of guys that are good two-way forwards, like you know the Owen Becks and the Danielsons that you guys mentioned, um, Fraser Minton. I think they're going to be able to help, you know, shut down some the more powerful U.S. team, Sweden team. I think that's going to help. So I'm just curious to see how this group sort of plays itself out. It's the one 
where I, one group where I have a little bit less certainty about where like secondary scoring for me, I think is going to be the real big one. It's not necessarily through these preliminary rounds. It's once you get into the quarterfinals and who they match up against, and then the semifinals and who they match up against, because that talent pool is going to compress super quickly there. So I think it's going to be really fascinating with this group. And uh, I think Potra going to, what I think what Potra does for him, it just forces guys down into a role that's actually suits them a little bit better. Um, and I think that's certainly going to help out. And there be maybe end up being a lot of undue pressure put on that kid's shoulders in that respect. Let's talk about the defense core. Thoughts, Jason, overall on this group, one through seven, and what they're going to be, be able to bring to the table. Well, they've got an interesting mix on the back end as well. You know, they they brought uh, Maverick Lamaru and uh, and the Warren kid, Noah Warren from Victoriaville. They brought the two big boys on the back end, Lamaru at 6'7", I think Warren's 6'6". Six, six. Um, so obviously you know what their role is going to be. Lamaru's a, a got more puck touch. He's a better uh, – he outlets pucks better. He can he can do more things offensively than Warren can. Uh, but that's – you can see where the length and the potential to shut down some – There's some their shutdown duo. We talk, they, yeah, talk about just, on, they talk about it every year, who's going to be the shutdown duo, and that's going right. to be – Right. And I think Luno kind of fits in that mold too. Like yeah. he can do a, a, you know a couple of different things for you. Uh, same can be said for Bonk. You know Bonk might get a role on the second unit power play, but I think he's he could be a stabilizer on the back end, another right shot. Uh, but when you get into like the Matejchuks and the Molendikes now, especially with Molendike, you're looking at a little bit more of a whirling dervish. Takes more risk, uh, more active all the time. Seems like he's always in motion and. And Matejchuk, of course, is another guy that can uh, quarterback the power play and and do some things with the puck on his stick. So they got an interesting mix there. Um, big, mid-size, relatively small. I think Molendike's only about 173 pounds. So they got a wide range, and it'll be interesting. It'll be situational, I guess is the best way I can put it. Uh, they'll have situational assignments. Yeah, I look at it as like a, a specialized group. It, you, you mentioned Lamoureux and Warren, right? That's the Salamanson and Pedersen of Sweden. That's the, essentially they're going to be the very similar roles. Eat ice, use their range, shut down everything. Uh, I mean, how important is Matejchuk to this group, right? Like the, the kid looked fantastic in Columbus's camp. He looked, he was almost ready to play in the NHL. Uh, he's the most, arguably the most dynamic player on the back end that Canada has, I think it's going to run through him. It's going to be very important for him to have a successful tournament for Canada to be, to be good at this, uh, at this event. I agree on the power play, especially from that standpoint, everything's going to get funneled through him on that blue line. And they end up me having a a four, one, a four, one, like power play where they only have one defenseman on. And then that second unit power play will probably be Molendike, Right. Again, as a guy who can like just, freelance on a power play on a second unit. I think that's going to have to be because I don't see anybody else that can pull that off on their defense score. Yeah, Bonk, Bonk can manage it, uh, but he's different than those two guys. Matejchuk's definitely, that's right up his alley, right? That's his element. Yeah, I, I Now with Potra coming back, you kind of get the feel that it could be four forwards, one D on one of the units for sure. I agree with that. Yeah, curious. Okay, goaltenders, let's get into it. I don't know who's going to be the starter here. I have no idea. None. So, Jason, what's coming out of this group? Well, at the training camp itself, uh, Russo, in my estimation, was the best of the three. You know, the, there's not a lot of experience, right, guys? Uh, so, you know, we've got Ratzlaff, who played for uh, Team Canada at the Holinka Gretzky two years ago in Red Deer. But other than that, we don't have anybody here that's got any international experience. 
Uh, and of course, Ratslap, you know, basically ended up being the backup to Milich, uh, Thomas Milich last year in Seattle on, on their playoff runs. So Russo for me looked like he was the guy coming out of camp, 5'11 and a half, if you will. So, you know, he's 5'11, uh, 172 pounds or whatever. But listen, really fronts the puck really well, sits tall in his butterfly, which is great, Brad. He doesn't have a low stance in his butterfly, so he's not giving up the upper quadrants very, very much. He's good that way, fronts it, eats pucks, rebound control is good, plays it really well. So one thing on the international ice over there, or pardon me, the hybrid ice over there, playing the puck becomes more of an issue uh, or more of an advantage if you can outlet or you know spring somebody long range, and, and he does that very well, so... The other two guys, Ratzlaff, a little stockier in the net. Hilaire's the biggest of the three. Athletic, um, time will tell, but somebody's going to have to take the ball. Yeah, I think with Samuel St. Hilaire, I feel like there's too much rigidity within his post integration coming back out off the post for him to – I'll be surprised if he's the, the guy. Let's put it that way based off what I've seen in the queue so far. Um, but to give you an idea, like, do you ever listen to idealists? I can sit here and be like, oh, I'm a goalie guy. I'm a goalie scout. I've watched 290 games in Elvis Merzlikens over the last seven years. As I've joked to Rick Nash, I don't know what his next performance is going to be like. <laughs> like, it is an incredibly difficult position to evaluate. Uh, incredibly difficult to predict this. We, we could sit here all day and go over each one technically. Uh, the, the truth is, whichever one is hot on that day and gets the jump start, uh, that that's the one that they're probably going to run through until until they can't, right? And we just have no idea which one that is. I, I think Scott Ratzlaff is the most talented of the goalies they've brought, but that doesn't mean anything in this type of format. It, it doesn't matter. So I really don't know is my answer, but I'm very interested to find out. 100%. Uh, it's going to be fascinating through the preliminary round to find out how that ends up transpiring and what, uh, what Team Canada ultimately looks like. We're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about Latvia, Germany right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. 
Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development sessions for pro, junior, midget, phantom, and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca.